to season one of Live the Light of Yoga, where we explore the themes of Christina Sell's newest book, A Deeper Yoga. I'm Alex Lee Emmons. And I'm Britt Castle. We are students of Christina's and teachers of yoga, doing our best to understand how to respectfully practice and revere the traditions of yoga in a Western context. Hello, and welcome to season one of Live the Light of Yoga podcast. Before we get into the conversations and the content of this season, we wanted to take a moment to share with you what inspired us to uh, bring this podcast into existence. So Al, um, tell us a little bit about why you said yes uh, to this project and why you were excited to make a podcast with Christina. Yeah, I... I remember the first time I practiced with Christina and how alive my physical body was. Uh, And for those of you who are listening, if you haven't studied with Christina, I highly recommend it, especially for those of you who are really um, alignment-oriented and form-oriented, to be in her class and experience the depth of what it is to be embodied um, was so spectacular to me. But what became clear as I continued studying with her was that it was like the asana was a springboard for a spiritual practice. Mm. And when I'm practicing asana with Christina, I actually feel like I'm engaging with something much deeper and much more profound than my body alone. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? Um, I mean, I really echo that to be in... Christina's asana classroom is such a gift, though um, I remember my first class as well, and I've, I've told Christina this, but I was really struggling. It was um, a lot more detail-oriented than I was used to, um, and just had like a knee injury that was really up, and in this three-hour-long class where I was just struggling, what I felt the whole time was um, that nothing was wrong, and that I still belonged in the room. Because like you said, this, this physical practice is a springboard for, for something greater. And in particular, I was so excited about this idea of a podcast because I can't even count the number of times uh, I've been in a room with Christina and a student asks what seems to be a pretty simple, pretty straightforward question. And before we know it, an hour has passed and Christina's just finished answering that seemingly simple question. Um, and in that time, the the depth and the thoughtfulness of the answer has just blown me away. And the um, embodied wisdom of her experience, not only in the yoga practice, but just being a conscious and engaged human being on the planet is so inspiring. And so to be able to um, have this platform where we can really highlight that conversation felt like an absolute yes. And I'm so excited to be in these conversations with you, Al, and with Christina, and with you listeners. So fun. It really is. And listeners, I hope you um, really enjoy Uh, what's to come we have a quick clip that we want to play for you so you can get a taste of the conversations that we're having Um, and then tune in next week for our first episode of live the light of yoga thank you so much thank you and i think that i found help in yoga because it was different there was no music there was no uh, fast movement, nothing happened quickly. There was a very um, 
slower approach to understanding these postures and the physicality was contextualized in a mindfulness discipline. And it wasn't overtly religiously spiritual or anything. It's like there was, I had an Iyengar yoga teacher when I got started and she wasn't particularly overtly philosophical. We didn't have big statues. There was not real lots of, of Indian icons and there was not a lot of chanting or anything like that. It was just so clearly a mindfulness practice that the aspect of spirituality that I would put in the mindfulness category of knowing where one is in space and developing awareness and relationship to one's awareness through position was just embedded in every single thing. And so um, I think I found help there because it was different than what everyday life was. And it wasn't different in that it was an oasis of promise that, um, like a utopian promise. Sometimes I see that yoga communities are trying to provide an alternative to modern society and its stresses, but almost with a utopian fantasy. This was just different because it was about paying attention, not about zoning out. And I can't tell you the number of times people will tell me because they know I you do alignment and we have precision that we work with in our asana practice. And it's like, I just don't want to think that hard. And I think to myself, huh, well, you know, this is a practice of waking up to being conscious, which requires the mind. And you're talking about not wanting to do the very thing that it is that we're doing. And I understand what they're saying. I understand you want a relief from your mind a little bit. I get that. So I'm not critical of the urge, but I feel like um, when I got started, yoga really had a different context than everyday life where you should just lose weight so that you'll be a happier person or create a utopian promise that this will just be your happy place. It was a place to develop oneself outside of those kinds of conventions. So why I'm on that whole train of discussion is when I think about the sleeping world, that's a term that I Christina leads workshops, online courses, and intensives around the world. To learn more, visit livethelightofyoga.com or follow Christina on Instagram at christinacell108. If you want to read about these ideas in more depth, you can purchase Christina's book, A Deeper Yoga, on her website or anywhere else that books are sold. This podcast was produced and edited by me, Alex Leamons, and Britt Castle. Special thanks go to Kelly Sell, Lockett, Sassy, and Izzy. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time on Live the Light of Yoga.